Welcome back. It is episode 57 of Franco's World. Today's episode is an interesting one because we have a very, very funny guest, very funny man, comedian by the name of Mr. Clyde Mack. Uh, Clyde, how we doing, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Clyde is a fellow jokester, but he's also a fellow mountaineer. I figured uh, get him on. He's a baseball fan. We'll talk some shop. Obviously, we'll reminisce about our times in Morgantown, and uh, we both, well, I He's currently in Pennsylvania. I used to live in Pennsylvania. I'm sure we'll talk about PA and whatnot. But a uh, very funny guy, and I'm excited to get it popping. Yeah. I love, I love your opening song, by the way. What is that? What do you mean? The, uh, the, old, the old one that I used to play? The old, uh, like, big band-sounding one? Yeah, yeah. That was fire. Oh, that's, uh, that's the old intro to the old Dean Martin show from, like, the 1970s. He, like, people have like their own comedy Mount Rushmore's and they put like actual comics on there. But mine has like, he's like an entertainer that like tells jokes while he's singing, but something, I don't know, something that he did just captivated me. And I just felt like I needed to put him in the Mount Rushmore and I admired him. So I was like, Hey, I'll throw a song in there. Can you sing? Oh no, man. I am a, (laughs) I am a, uh, well, you know, on a scale of one to 10, if I'd say I'd give myself a 6.2, I think mm-hmm. if I'm in a perfect vocal range, I could hit it, but yeah. I'm not going to stretch the vocal cords too much. Like like in the shower, you're eight and a half. Well, honestly, the acoustics in my shower are just woeful. So I'm probably, I'm better in the car. The car is more in my environment because I can, I can jam on the steering wheel like it's a guitar and I just put some John Mayer on. Oh, I'll make, I'll make people cry. Oh my God. <laughs> you have a great voice though. Just a regular talking voice. It's so soothing. I know you do you like your comedy rap stuff, like it's funny. But if you ever wanted to get into like some Teddy Pentagrass R and B type stuff, I I could be down for that. <laughs> yeah, I got a, got a, I got a R and B mixtape dropping next month. Are you joking? Are you being serious? Yeah, no, no, hundred percent. Oh dang it! I'm not good at like I've said this in past episodes. I'm so bad at sarcasm, and for someone that's trying to make a career out of being a professional jokester, I'm gonna have to get good at sarcasm. <laughs> yeah i'm I'm, I'm kind of like that too like uh like when people like you know they say like crazy jokes and stuff like that to me like they and i'm just like wait are you serious they're like no dude like you know oh yeah like i got like kids will comment at me on the internet and i'm thinking they're like dead serious and i'm like that, that was a really weird thing to say <laughs> but it's like how am i supposed to dictate tone on a text right i don't know if you're on tiktok clyde but like i've been battling these 15 year old kids for the past week and a half <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm on tiktok I, I like tiktok i'm i'm, I'm old though I'm, I'm 28 how old are you i'm 24 we're not that far off man nah, nah not that bad so what year did you graduate west virginia i i finished in 2018 it took me four and a half years and i spent the majority of my time writing jokes as opposed to doing homework which I think is something that a lot of uh, funny people can relate to. I graduated with a degree called multidisciplinary studies. It's where you do three tiny things because you're not smart enough to do one big thing. You know what's hilarious about that? <laughs> Don't tell me you did it too, man. Don't tell me you did yes. it too. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I oh, my did. God. What were your three? What were your three? They were public relations. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> and criminology what was it psychology was the second one no nah, no nah, criminology okay 
I did public relations, entertainment media, and communications. So I basically got a degree in just like talking people and watching TMZ. <laughs> that that is yeah that is i never really thought about like that like we're just we weren't smart enough to do one major (laughs) oh yeah bro i was so dumb like like it's like hey you have to get your discussion post done by tuesday and it's like well you know i gotta i'm hosting a mic on tuesday it's kind of more important than that (laughs) so so you so you so you graduated in 2018 we were there at the same time I, i i graduated in 2016 Oh heck yes! I'm so pumped that we get to talk about this. Yes, let's let's yeah. just get into the whole Morgantown thing. There's going to be a lot of inside stuff, and I, well, I think a lot of my listeners will get it. Maybe some of your fans probably won't, but like, Sunny, you were there. I'd say 2014 was the last year Sunnyside actually existed. Yes, Sunnyside was lit. <laughs> Sunnyside was lit, and then they hoarded out. And that one, that one shop hung that sign and it was like, big businesses killing us, geese a crook. And like, cause Sheets was moving in next door. Yeah. I felt, I felt, I felt bad for that place. I really did. Even though it was But the funny thing is, Clyde, the funny thing is Sheets closed down like a month ago. Wait. Oh, whoa. Why? I don't know, bro. They couldn't afford the rent. Oh, man. Oh, well, still number one party school, you know, can't take that away. No, they can't take that away. They'll never take that away from us. Fall Fest, during that time, who were your acts during Fall Fest? Okay, we had, we had Juicy J, we had Macklemore, Kendrick Lamar, and Schoolboy Q. That's who we had. All all, all very good. I yeah, my very first. It's like I said goodbye to mom and dad, and then two days later, I'm I'm listening to Kendrick Lamar and uh, who uh, the country guy. He was actually pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah, there was a country. Dirk Bentley, he was good. Yeah, every everyone. Yeah, we're in West Virginia, so that was uh. Oh oh, you have to appeal to that. Yeah, you definitely have to appeal to that crowd. Yes. Are Are you in West Virginia now? Oh yeah, I had to move back. Wait, so so where do you live at in West Virginia? I'm from a place called Parkersburg. It's like an hour 45 south of Morgantown. Oh, okay. Okay, so you got that cheap tuition. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I guess so. I'm only 30K in debt, which I guess isn't too bad as far as debt goes. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I, I don't plan on paying mine back, so I don't know, I don't know much. Honestly, I think if I just forget about it, they'll, they'll forget about me. Like if, if <laughs> like. What were your frequent watering holes whenever you were in Morgantown? Where did you go? What were your bars? Okay. So, to be honest, I'm I'm a club guy. I like to go to the no. club. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I love it. I just I just love the music. I just like the bars. Okay, so I kind of forget everything. I went to Fat Daddy's. I know that. You never went there, did you? Yeah, I went to Fats. Okay. They had oh, uh that they had like the the buffet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they did with that gross food. Oh yeah, and so people bad. would die. I hated I hated fats because they had giant Jenga and drunk college kids and giant Jenga is the most annoying thing in history. <laughs> did you uh were you there when the cellar was around? Yeah, and it was actually called the cellar. I think it's someone told me it was called the double L. It keeps changing names like every week. Hopefully it still serves the same purpose. I mean, just just gross freshman. That place yeah. has a smell, man. Oh my god! 
just 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 like if you drop something in there like you might as well just leave it down like it is getting wet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man it's over it's, it's in the the bathrooms oh man they had like the uh they had, like the feeding stall like where it's just oh opening. oh like the the piss trough i like to call it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing oh, is shit, though yeah. it's like I know it's hacky, but like if you touched one of those cages, you're immune to coronavirus. Those cages, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, this it's crazy because I'm like, because like this is bringing up a lot of stuff I haven't thought about in a while. Like I'm just thinking about the PRT right now. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> a, a boulder crashed into it this year. Whoa, yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's dude, the- if I'm being honest, like I'm sticking a finger out and I'm just like, ah, it got me. Like, run me the check. It got me. Right. That's that's some innovative stuff right there. Well, that's big brain way of thinking. I mean, that's how I got that high profile job in professional baseball. Definitely, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm kidding. It was like the most minuscule stuff in history. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on that, though. Well, I mean, I don't do it anymore, so I don't know. I don't know what that what? means, but. <laughs> but you, you got fired? No, I didn't get fired. The season just ended, and like I didn't apply. I had an interview to work with the New York Mets. And that was the only baseball team I applied to because I really just wanted to get a job in New York to do jokes like as much as I could. And right. I got an interview with the New York Mets. And then right as, you know, it's getting to like second interview time, it's like Corona happened. And it's like, well, that's that's gone. This is a, this, this is this is we got a lot in common because uh, I had a job for the Mets, too, this year. <laughs> no kidding. What were you going to do? It was probably the same thing I did. It was probably the interview was between you and me. <laughs> nah, well, no. So what were you going to do? I wasn't going to work with actual baseball. I was just going to work with the team or the organization. Like what? Uh, I think like guest services, VIP guest services. Yeah, we were, we would have been doing this. It was called, uh, oh, I forget. They had like a name for it. But yeah, yeah, I was, I was, it's so I was oh going to. Oh my God, Clyde, are you serious? <laughs> oh yeah, wait, Perks. Is that who you're going to work for? Is like, uh. It was like Major League Perks or whatever, like Mets Perks. I, I don't know about that. No, no, no. It wasn't that. But okay. like, it was weird. It was the wording of the job description was weird because it said handling things with a certain level of confidentiality. So I don't know what type of weird science experiments the Wilpons are pulling in, in Queens, but yeah, they're like, don't talk so, about it. So, so what my job was going to be, I was going to uh, hold a workout competition. So like, uh, like pull-up competitions and push-up competitions and stuff like that. And, I mean, uh, you're a fit guy. I see you running and playing basketball all the time on his Instagram. He's a, hey, for those listening, Clyde's got a really good Instagram story. You can follow him at Clyde Mac. Is that it? Yes, Clyde Mac. His Instagram story is actually a really good follow. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a lot of dumb stuff, but, you know. You had that out. one sequence. Whenever I first started following you, so the way it worked for me was, like the baseball season was, season was winding down. I did a couple mics in Philly because I lived in Allentown. And I was like, you know what? Like nights and weekends all the time with baseball, I have no time to do this. I'm just going to like start trying to do more stuff on the internet. And I went around and I followed way too many people. And people probably thought like I was a spam guy or like somebody who's just trying to get like followers. But really what I was trying to do was like, well, I want to see what like people you know, around my age group are like doing in the comedy world. And, you know, I, I found your profile and it said WU and I was like, Oh, this, this is definitely my guy right here. And then you started going on that street where you put on the Instagram story of you dunking a basketball. And I died every time. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's smart, man. You gotta, you know, you gotta figure out what people are doing. You need get to see, you know, what, what's working, what's not working, you know, that type of stuff. Well, well, not just that. It's like I have, like, I only went to New York like twice when I lived in Allentown, and I didn't even didn't even hit mics. Like, I was literally just in and out, blink, and like it just gave me a a, a different perspective as to like what that life is like. Because I've only known like you know a little bit of Pittsburgh comedy, a little bit of Philly comedy, the West Virginia comedy, if that's a thing. Uh, like, you know, I, like I have no idea about like the Mecca. I have no inclination of what life would be like. Yeah. No, nah, it, it, it's great. Just, I mean, you could just, you do, you could, you get to do what you love, you know, two, three times a night. Right. I mean, you, that classic saying four or five mics a night and you were doing it. I mean, you were putting it on your story. You weren't being braggadocious. You were just stating it. Right. And, but so the one thing is like, there's so many mice though, that sometimes it, sometimes like everything kind of like drowns in, like, you know, you like, like, so you won't, you won't focus on one performance as much, you know, like say West Virginia, there was a mic maybe once a week or twice a week. Like you had to go in there and you had to, you had to nail it or you wouldn't get another chance until the next week you're wasting three minutes of your five minutes saying a joke that everyone's heard, you know what I'm saying? And yes. so you got to focus more on what you're really saying in New York, you know, you kind of just, you just fumble over stuff, you know, cause like, you know, you're not it, taking the time. Do you feel that like, cause comedy's kind of like changing a little bit in the sense that because podcasts are becoming so popular, I feel like, uh, people are kind of like less fans of set up punchline and more of just like riffing with like uh, funny anecdotes. Is that do you see that being a trend or am I just guessing? Wow, no, actually, I see that being a trend and I hate it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm level with you, Clyde. I'm a really big fan of the like. I'm a really big fan of storytellers, but I'm a big fan of like set up punchline. Like it takes, it's really hard to craft a really well thought out. Here's the premise, and here's where I get you. Then you just got guys that, you know, but it's, it's kind of like, so like, I understand the riff thing because, you know, people, people want to feel like they're with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so that's right. The know, audience like, does not want you to fail. I think a lot of people get clammy because they go up there and they think that like, oh man, these people want to see me suck. And then you let that into your brain and then obviously you're going to suck. Yeah. Well, uh, well, sometimes when you get into the black rooms, they, they want you to suck. Well, that's true. I have zero experience with the black uh, rooms, and I honestly don't know if I'd fare too well in there. <laughs> nah, I mean, you, I think they'd just... eat me alive. I, I'd welcome it, like you know, they they bought their ticket, they deserve it. But like you know, yeah, I mean, you just got to be yourself. Like some people try to go in there and like uh, you know turn their black on, and that's just not good, right? Yeah, but I, I didn't know how you ended up in Allentown. Is that is that for the job? That was for the job, yeah. And I actually liked Allentown a lot. Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. It's it's pretty diverse there as well. Yeah, I drove Lyft, and I got a real uh, firsthand look at the diversity in Allentown. Oh, you drove you drove Lyft? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh man, how was that? I I definitely it opened my eyes to a lot more. Like it opened my eyes to like, okay, there's more than just like what I'm used to. Like people have different walks of life, and uh, and like I had to understand that, and Are you, uh, like. What's normal what's normal for me and what's like common courtesy for me is not common like like so say people where I'm from would think that somebody in New York is being pushy, but people in New York think that somebody where I'm from is being slow. Yeah. 
So are you a guy that uh that uh talked did you talk to people or did you know you let people do their own thing? I had it in my bio. I said I said I like I like to tell jokes, but I'm cool with not talking. And I would never initiate conversation. I would say hello, and if they got into the car and they sparked something up, then I would talk. But I wouldn't just be like, "Oh yeah, crazy weather we're having today, right?" Like I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I feel like you'd be so good at that, though. I I I, I don't know why I even asked. I know for a fact you talked. I don't I don't really care what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like talking. I like it. Like I mean, like this is the first time we've DM'd a couple times, but like this is the first time we've really like talked and. You're a funny dude. You're you're an intelligent dude, and I just like to have like like it's it's just like the mundane conversations just do nothing for me at this point. And I guess people might think like I'm being a jerk in that sense because like I don't care about the weather. I know it's hot. We're in July. Like <laughs> people don't people don't the the, the newscaster newscaster recently they're all, they're like every day last week you're like thirty percent rain and it didn't rain and they're just like thirty percent just so you know they they <laughs> it's just something just so they're it's, not wrong. Right. I think the weather people are getting together. It's like, all right, let's say 30% so people have something to talk about. Oh, it might rain today. (laughs) What was your weather person's name? Because they all have fake names. Mine? Jack Dillenhall. That's so fake. I mean, that's so bad. Yeah, no, I just made that up. (laughs) Oh, oh. I thought it was like, that's like a weird combination of like, like Jake Dillenhall and like Matt Dillon or something. My newscaster's name was Mustard Maharney. <laughs> my the weather guy's name uh, in my hometown. His name is Kirk Greenfield. Oh shit, he was real. He was. Oh real yeah, one. he was a real one. Yeah, Greenfield. Yeah, definitely. He. But um, how do you how do you know the uh your weathercaster's name? That's people don't know that. You know that he's been the same weather guy since I was eight years old. He hasn't uh-huh. left. Nobody. It's a different kind of trap in my hometown. Nobody leaves. It's weird. They just get comfortable. You should. Uh, you should take his job and uh, you know give people something to talk about. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna have a thirty percent chance of rain. Uh, it's January third. Like, like, wow, rain in January. Most of the time, it's snow. It gives something people really talk about. But uh, you were in New York for the past like I don't know how many months. What was what was the weather like there? No, um, like. What would you say your most like eye-opening experience was? Because because New York can be very brash, it can be very bold, and like some people might it might turn them off to that. Or, like some people say it's scary. But what was a very like okay, I'm in New York, New York. Whoa. Well, first it was like because like where I'm from, like kind of like a rural place, so yeah, it's only black and white people. So going out there and just seeing like all the different ethnicities, you know, like people that don't speak English, you know, just hearing people's stories and like that, that's when I realized like, okay, this is, you know, this is like, this is the world put into one like little city. Uh-huh. But, uh, but for comedy, it was, uh, cause like I had been like, what, what happened is like when you, so when you go out there, like how, how many minutes of material do you think you have? I think, well, the thing is everyone thinks they have like solid, like eight and a half. I think right now, if I'm being honest, I could probably give you four solid ones. Okay, so you have you have four solid minutes, and I I I think I think I went out there with maybe ten minutes. Okay, so you so when you go out there, you you're like, all right, I'm just gonna work these you know these however many jokes, but you don't realize that there's so many mics, and there's a lot of the same comedians that go to all the different mics, like you know, so 
So your four minutes, you might run those. You might run your every joke you ever made out. Like when I went there, I went there ten minutes. I ran every joke I made out uh-huh. in probably two weeks. You know, so wow. yeah. So you know, you're doing. You're, I'm doing four mics a day, and after two weeks, everyone basically in the open mic scene has seen my jokes. So you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's just just a point where I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, dang, I have nothing you know? <laughs> right. And then like, you get into the, like, well, I suck. Like, I understand. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I, like, I really, I, I have nothing. So I started, so I started building, you know, I started rebuilding my set and going out. So it kind of was like, I was, so basically I was real good when I first went out there. And then after I just literally, I was like, just standing up there, just saying whatever for a long time. So it was like, I was sucking and like, like, you know, it's like a, a respect thing, you know, out there. Like, if people, if you're good, then you like, you'll make more friends and stuff like that, obviously. So, right. So, I started, you know, I started getting on a ball, started getting good. You know, do you know, uh, so there was this show, it's like a, uh, it's like an all black show, and it was like black people like our age, like it wasn't like the old black people, because those are the rooms where, you know, they would like throw shit at you and stuff like that. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, so I went up and there was like, there was a couple comics on there that were, you know, like in the clubs and stuff like that. Like, have you ever heard of Jamie Wolf? Oh yeah, Jamie Wolf. Uh, I don't know him personally, but that's one of the guys. Like, he's I, he might even be younger than me. That's one of the guys around my age who I'm like, oh, I definitely want to get to know this guy. He's he's really good. He's cool. Hell yeah, he's a uh, yeah he's a Philly guy. He came from Philly. He won Philly's uh like uh funniest or and yeah, he's so good. Like every everyone likes him. Everything like that, but. The thing, yeah. the thing, it's like I would love to talk to talk to him about this because I think in the Phillies' funniest set, he told like a rape joke, and rape jokes are never like people pretty taboo. But he somehow worded it to where it was like perfect. Yeah, I mean he's he's a he's a he's a blonde he's a blonde white guy that went to NYU, and you know he's like a he's like he's like unbearably he's like cute. <laughs> you, know <what> <laughs> you just can't, like, you just can't be you couldn't be mad at a guy like that, huh? No, no, it's just, it's just, oh, okay, you know, it's just not. Whereas but, I, I have the most punchable face in history. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did he just say? Is he talking bad about Kool Aid? You know, just... Oh yeah. Oh my God, they would, they would crucify me and be over. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so we had that set, and uh, so like, so he went up, like a whole bunch of other people went up, and then I, I go on stage. And I like have like a new five that I was working on, and I just kill it, like totally destroy yeah. it. Like when I when I was walking off the stage, like people like were getting out of their seats to like come like say hi to me and like stuff like that. And that's when I was like, okay, you know, this is this is where I need to be at to be successful. And then I go to a mic the next day, and I'm bombed for the next two weeks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, man. It'll humble you really fast. And the thing is, like you were talking about how you had. You thought you had like 10 minutes or whatever of really good stuff. But uh, being around other funny people, comedy, it's like a muscle. And if you're not working it out all the time, like obviously it's going to get like weak. And if you're not like take it, I always think because you and I are baseball guys, I genuinely believe there's a ton of parallels between being a baseball player and being a a comedian, especially being a pitcher, because you're not going to have your best stuff every night. You're going to have to learn a new pitch. And the best ones are the ones that know how to hit their spots. Wow. That that that's the most fire fire thing I've ever heard. I I like to think I'm an existentialist and have all these really outgoing thoughts, but in reality, I'm just like basically a tin foil hat guy. I'm I'm out there. You're right. Like someone asked me to uh play softball, 
<laughs> playing the softball league, and I was like, dude, I don't know if I can do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I played a lot of NREAL, I played a lot of NREAL softball. Won the championship. Just want to throw that out there. But uh, but going back, because you said the ones that are respected are the ones that have the most friends. I know a lot of people that will. I say I know a lot of people. This is in theory. I know a lot of people in theory, in my mind, will go to New York and and they have this dream of being a comic, and that's well and good. But then they just try to like not necessarily brown nose, but just like butter, butter their way into like being friends with people. Kind of like, I mean, you'll have that in anything, not just jokes, but like what I want to do and what my goal has been from the jump is to be respected by the people that I admire. If I'm respected by the comics I admire and I can make a living at it, I win. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, (laughs) no, that's, that's how it is. Like some people, like, I'm not going to lie that the brown nosing, it, it it does work, you know. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Well, never mind. Scratch that. I'll edit that out. <laughs> no, no, no. It, like, it, I mean, it shouldn't. It's terrible. But just being being funny is is like way more important, you know. Like, because then, yeah. cause then you get booked. You get booked on shows. Like people will people will like if you're not funny, and say you have a room full of thirty people, and people know you're not funny, they're gonna walk out of the room before you start, you know. That's gotta be tough. Yeah, it is. I, I I remember I remember when people like like and that's that was like a like a bottom for me because uh like like right after that two weeks when I was saying my jokes I because uh, I was saying the same five minute set and and I remember I went up at a spot that I, was right by my apartment so I would go there every week and I went up and like four people walked out and I was like oh man yeah this is. Oh. <laughs> I, I i've seen it too uh, just one mic but i think they were just getting a drink i might have been all right i'm just gonna assume they were getting a drink <laughs> but yeah so so for but and then so what what really helped me in that time period was for two weeks i went on stage high <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. really yeah i'm not yeah. a weed i'm not a weed guy because i'm like so paranoid all the time like i it, it just it would kill me yeah, so so what I so what I would do is I would have some premises, and I would go on stage, and I would like I'd smoke right before I would go up. And I'd go on stage, and I would forget all of my jokes, everything. Oh, so I just had so I just had. Did, to you, did you pull out the phone or the paper? No, I would just I would just stand up there and just like just laugh, <laughs> just cool, calm, <laughs> collected, huh? <laughs> like I would I would just stand up, I would just stand there and I would just like talk to people and you know and I kind of like. I kind of like started feeling, feeling myself more, you know, mm-hmm. like, like once you, I think, I think that that is like kind of like the end all be all is to be a, a, a bigger version of your, like you are yourself. Obviously you have to ham it up, but like you people, I think genuinely just want to see that be someone, be real, be someone, be genuine. Did you, did you see a uh, Dave Chappelle's uh, last, like his last little YouTube thing on like the, the, uh, Black 840, the Yeah. I didn't watch the whole 30 minutes. I just watched, like, literally, I think, just 846. Whatever was on Twitter, I watched that. Mm-hmm. But it was wild. Not, I'm sure you had your own thoughts about this. But, like, it was wild to see him, like, essentially preaching the way that he can just captivate the room and not even have to tell jokes, per se. Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just sitting there. He's just so comfortable. He's, like, he's, like, slouching on his chair, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's himself on stage. And and that's and, that's and people love it for it. You're right. 
Yeah, that's that's when you start having fun. Yeah, I I mean everybody. I think when they first, I'm not. You can tell me when you first start out. It doesn't matter. I think I was like 20 or 21, but like, um, like everyone when they're first starting out, I feel like is imitating the comics that they watch the most of. So, were you ever imitating anybody when you were first starting out? Yes, for sure. I actually uh, I remember I stole a Mitch Hedberg joke. Oh no! Yeah, I was doing a Mitch Hedberg joke for like two weeks. (laughs) Did someone call you on it? Yes. Oh my god! And then so yeah, and then the joke I got called on was um like uh Patrice O'Neill had this joke about like how you can't spell restaurant, you know? Oh yeah, the classic spell right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so I did it. I mean, this is in West Virginia, so I did it, and then like everyone laughs, and then uh like this this guy, do you know Jamie Cardone? Jamie Cardone. I th- feel like if I saw a picture, I probably would. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was in West. Is he Virginia a West Virginia for, guy? Because yeah. I feel like I know most West Virginia comics. Yes, he was in West Virginia for a while, and he went to uh, Chicago. He was like, he's like, yeah, I know you just started. He's like, you're really funny. He's like, you just don't steal jokes. And I was like, oh, okay. Does he have black hair? I th- he has like no hair. Okay, well, then never mind. I don't know who so, you're talking about. So, so I know you know Justin. Justin Powers. Yeah. How do you know I know Justin? Because he's the he's the ultimate West Virginia comic. Justin Powers <laughs> and uh, my guy Noah. Noah, yeah, yeah, I love Noah. Noah, I know. Uh, you know Lawton. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe is it? I mean, it's all the Potion Castle guys or whatever the name was. Yo, you know do, you know Ro- do you know Roger Banks? Roger, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I know Roger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, Roger, man, Roger, um, Roger like laid the law down one time i i was this was like i was probably like a year into it and i was like i was i kind of stopped imitating seinfeld on stage and kind of started oh, to finally do my own thing and i was weird. like yeah i'm just having a hard t- i'm having a hard time finding my voice and he goes i hate that i hate when people say find their voice and i was like oh Rog, my bad man <laughs> roger holy but yo you were imitating seinfeld no, not imitating Seinfeld. I was like trying to like I was just trying to talk about mundane things. Like I was trying to like be like, don't you hate it when you go in the grocery store and you see like oatmeal in the chip section? Like, what are you doing here? Go home. Like, you know, dumb stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that was actually I wasn't being like, What's the deal? I would never do that. I'm not that stupid. Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I wasn't imitating Seinfeld. I don't know who I was imitating. I'm gonna have to go back. I I burned all that old stuff. I I don't even want to look at those old videos. <laughs> but Roger, Roger, uh, he calls it going on the road, and he goes to like these open mics all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate when comics do that. That's that's uh, like I'm going to tour. Like, where are you going? I'm going to visit my cousin in Atlanta. <laughs> doing a mic yeah bro i was in europe for two weeks like right before corona started popping off i was like hey where's the mics in madrid like where are we at yeah wait wait that were you really there yeah i was in madrid like literally corona was popping off uh and then like as soon as i got back in the states like the clusters formed in seattle you brought it back do you feel like you had it i okay clyde clyde i'm being honest with you because i like you here and i think this is like a trust tree i had a slight cold in europe for like four days Oh yeah, you definitely had it. You brought it here. <laughs> I did. Don't don't say I brought it. Don't say I brought it. I mean that's that's what happened. That's the facts. So you're you think I'm one of the people that's going to cover their zombie bite when the apocalypse happens? Yes. You oh are. my god. I and I and I 
I was about to call you my friend. I feel like we developed a friendship, and then you're just going to go and do that. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you know why I followed you back? Because I'm a West Virginia guy? No, because of your profile picture. What was it? I don't know. It's just good. It's a professional photo. I need to give you oh. one. I had I my my one friend is like an actual photographer and he'll do like weddings. He moved to Kentucky, so that's gone. Uh, like, oh no 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 no. Are you talking about my logo? No, no, your picture. Oh, okay. Well, if you need a logo, I got a girl. She's really good. She does all my podcast artwork. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate the follow. I mean, I followed way too many people. I'm sure I followed Jamie and and, and other young comics that are like really good and like don't like they don't need to give me any time of day and they probably thought i was like either a fan or just like some scrub and like i played it the wrong way but yeah i mean i I followed way too many people at the jump yeah no but you see see you you look funny oh well yeah thank you that's a compliment thank you 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 look like you're funny i think it's because like i i think because people I read something the other day that people want to see male comics have some muscle to them because it looks like they can command the room. But I think that like if I had muscle on me, people wouldn't listen to me. I need to keep my my frail like frame in order for people to be like, "Oh, this guy is a jokester." Yeah, that that doesn't. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that really makes a big difference. But but super super fat guys. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you're gonna need to be fat. Like we're gonna need you. <laughs> Keep keep eating, okay? I need you on the program. It's it's too funny. Super fat guys, especially if you're fat and racist. Oh yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's like the Deep South special right there. I mean, that's a whole comedy tour. Oh man, I I, I will say there's there's like there's one like guy that's a he's a little racist in uh, New York and he's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's good. Like, I don't uh, I don't know who you're talking about. I just saw it's no big deal to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you after the podcast. You'll, you'll see him once you get to New York. We're gonna. Oh my gosh, go. I'm trying so hard to get there, man. I mean, you have no idea. I mean, I did a couple mics in Philly, but they were so few and far between that, like, I couldn't even tell you where I was at. I, I couldn't tell you the name of them. I couldn't tell you any of the performers. I was just in and out because, like, I had to get back to Allentown to get up early to go do baseball stuff. So, so do you know what alt comedy is? Alt comedy is that like people that wear weird costumes and they get up there and just like sing and they just say that's comedy or like what? Yeah. 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 Basically like they'll go up there with like big glasses or they'll like stand on a stool and they'll like ask for volunteers and stuff like that. <laughs> but not so, like improv or is it improv? Um, it, it can be, it can be. I, I went to some of the worst improv stuff. I, I want to get into improv, but it's, it's not, People are so bad at it. Like going to improv open mic is the worst thing ever. Improv so, open mic? They do that? They just let six people on stage and just let them talk at once? Yeah, it's it's Why would they do that to innocent bystanders? That's bad. <laughs> that's that's honestly okay. Forget Guantanamo Bay, that's where I'm sending the terrorists to make them watch open <laughs> mic improv. But like you know, as a comic, you know, you, you go in there and like that's when you do like you could do good like that, you know. Like the best mics yeah. are vari- variety mics when there's you know when there's a band and then in between the songs you go and you like you do some comedy and that's just because the uh, musicians they support each other. Like in New York, uh-huh. you you go on stage and then you leave. You don't you don't watch anyone. You know on on uh, on stand up. Yeah. Is it uh, is that just because you have other spots to hit? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, whenever, like, obviously, the like, I've never had opportunities. I think there's been one time in my life where I've hit more than one. And well, one, I actually, it was a mic. And then later that night, I had to open for a guy. But that's probably the only time in my life where I've done it more than once in a day. Yes. Yeah. You're, yeah. Once you, you're like, once you get to New York, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm really, I'm really doing comedy now. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've, 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 kind of like told myself that like i'm never a real comic until like one i get paid but like i've been paid once so like i crossed that threshold but like being in new york and being like an actual doing it that's like a whole different like people it's very easy to put it in your twitter bio and instagram bio to say you're a comedian it's very easy to do that it's very hard to actually do comedy so and so so i say that so in in brooklyn it's like more of like an alti lgbtq scene you know mm-hmm. like uh like like a lot of the girls are go to the brooklyn mics you know like it's it's like hip like hipstery mm-hmm. and uh like uh you'll like offend people like you get kicked out of mics and manhattan is kind of like uh yeah and, and manhattan is more like uh it's just white guys <laughs> just white guys and clyde <laughs> that's it <laughs> Yeah, it's just like uh, yeah, just like a whole bunch of guys doing uh Bill Burr impressions. Oh yeah, I watched a lot. I probably watched way too much Burr when I was in college, and it made me angry at the world. Yeah, yeah, he's great, but you know, it's just like uh, for example, like Jim Gaffigan, like he'd be like a Brooklyn guy. Really, you think so? I mean, just because he doesn't like, I mean, like Clyde, we talked about this. Like, I don't curse really badly. Like, I'll do like smaller curse words but i won't curse really badly just because like i know my entire family will not talk to me and i'd rather just not deal with that but like i would just like to be able to com- be a comic in manhattan yeah no no yeah i mean you're white so yeah i mean there it is well kind of i'm native but like white too yeah uh, are are you native i i i could, I could see there's there's some uh there's something in there i think clyde you have no idea people are so dumb where i'm at i've been called a lot of different things a lot of different slurs actually people are idiotic here i'm not kidding Oh man, I bet people—they probably think you're Mexican for sure. Oh, uh, I've been called that. Someone I'll never forget. It. I was playing soccer against some really country county, and I I ran by the goalkeeper, and he picked the ball up, and I stuck my arm out messing with him. I'm like, ah, gonna get it, ah. And uh, I ran back past the defenders, and the guy goes, "You stick that arm out again, I'll break it." And the other one's like, "Who said that?" And he's like, "That Mexican over there." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like, my last name's Miller. That's like I I came over on the Mayflower. What do you mean? That that's that's great. I, you you have a bit, right? That's a bit, right? No, that's that actually happened. I oh, haven't no. worked that anything anything in, into has, anything. Has has to be a bit that that you're white and and people. You know, West Virginia. I oh, yeah. No, well, the thing is, I'm afraid to, I know it's weird to say a comic is afraid, but, like, I'm afraid to perform that and the audience be like, what are you talking about? You're white. Like, shut up. No, nah, no, nah, because you, cause you, you do look a little, uh, you do, you don't, you know, you don't, you look like, uh, you look like you got something in there. A little something. <laughs> I, I mean, somebody thought I was Jewish once. I've heard that. Um, wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. I haven't really heard. You're, you're not Jewish? No, 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 not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big nose, story. curly hair, and I love jokes. I mean, I know I fit the bill, but still. You just need to make that a joke. You made that a joke. All right, I will, I will work that into... Okay, let's talk about this. So how do you... um, Like, what is your 
everyone has their own writing process. And I know a lot of people like to do that. Well, I write on stage. Well, I have notes on my phone. I do my computer. What do you do? So I, I'm basically, so one of my friends told me that he, he thinks about jokes all day, you know? So basically I just, I'm just thinking about like, it's, it's really messed up. Like, cause like I'm out of reality kind of, you know? Like it kind of is like kind of makes me feel bad when I'm like when I like like I'll see something you know like sad or messed up and I automatically think oh yeah of a first joke. joke yep yeah so yeah I kind of I'm kind of just always thinking about jokes always like I like I, I walk around in my room like and like and I pace a lot so I I just think about jokes I write them down and then you go try to say them and you get the timing right and you know like I I can't like I know like I some of my friends will sit down for three hours and write jokes like i could never do that i i am more creative at nighttime i I like to write them out like on paper i just feel like i memorize them better that way so so you'll so you'll go you'll you'll sit down and say okay i'm gonna write jokes yes yeah what i do is it's a, a combination of of funny anecdotes i'll have in conversations with my friends uh maybe uh or a quick idea that, or I'll read a news headline and come up with my own idea. Or I used to in college. I haven't really had the opportunity since then. Uh, I would have my headphones in, but I wouldn't have music playing. And I'd sit in a public area and just hear, not eavesdrop in a creepy way, but like I would hear what people were saying and be like, that's stupid. I'm going to make a note about that, that people actually say stuff like that. Yeah. So like, so are your jokes, are your jokes written out? Like, like every word you say will be written out? Yeah. Long, yeah. Long, long form, I guess would be the word. Yeah. So like for, for me, like I, uh, I, I do a lot of different like voices and pitches and conversations back and forth. And I do, you know, body movements. So it's easier for me to just like, uh, like just, just kind of have, have what's funny, like maybe get like the punchline. Like, uh, yeah. like I had a, I have a joke about West Virginia. It's like, uh, when I was living in West Virginia, I played baseball and, you know, I got to be around people that weren't racist, but they never been around a black mm-hmm. person before. You know, so I got to like set the, like, you know, the idea. <laughs> you got to I, set the bar for how yeah black. For, for how black he's supposed to be. You know, like I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, when there was fights, I was That's pretty good. Person. Yeah, <laughs> there was fights. When there was fights, I was the first person there. I played my music for a while. <laughs> I stole from him. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's good. That's your third. That's the third tag in it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's another one, but I don't know. It's like, uh, it's like a weed thing. It's like, yeah, I sold him eights for seventy dollars. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm in touch with reality enough to know what that means. I mean, like, yeah. I'm not a weed guy, but I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. So. That's good though. That's good. I like that. The how you bring them in, you do two positives, and then you're like, and I stole from him, and there it is. That's good, <laughs> man. That's good. Yeah. So. So it's kind of like I kind of just, I just, I just walk, I just walk around. I'm just like a walking joke. <laughs> just a, li- my life is just a literal joke. That sounds so bad, but well, no, I mean, bad. you got, I got kids commenting at me. I made a joke about OnlyFans. Uh, they're, they're saying like this guy is a literal joke. Like this guy is so funny looking. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Like you're, I'm a jokester. Like I'm supposed to be funny. <laughs> oh, they said you're funny looking. Oh yeah, they said a lot. I mean, I. I know I don't really believe in cy- cyberbullying necessarily, but like this is quintessential cyberbullying. I mean, they've just been real. I wake up every day with a hundred comments telling me 
how I'm the worst person in the world, how I tell women what to do, how I suck at comedy. And it's just like, if I can handle 15 year olds on the internet with K-pop AVs, I could, I think I can handle most things. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's good. That's, you know, it's like, like, like say, say, you know, when you do make it, you already know how to deal with this kind of stuff, you know? Well, I, I get myself into trouble a little bit because like, I don't have to be the smartest person in the room because I know there's way more intelligent people than myself out there, but I like to be on that end of the spectrum. I like to be like the witty one or like the one that I can work my way around a bad situation, but like, it doesn't work when I just, I'm fighting a losing battle essentially. <laughs> so like, uh, so like kind of like my, my writing style too, people like my favorite comedian and I, and I just love to say this it's so much fun my favorite comedian is larry the cable guy you're kidding really <laughs> why just because he made like oh wait hold on let me guess is it just because he made millions of dollars playing a character that isn't really him no no i i actually am a person that found out late that that wasn't him which definitely made oh, me okay. sad definitely made me sad <laughs> but but it, it, it it's still, if you watch him in a, like an interview it still is him like you know he grew up with like cows and stuff like that but i just like mm-hmm. the uh I just like the uh, the quick, super dumb jokes, you know. Yeah, like that's that's the kind of that's the kind of style that I like. Uh, like, like for my dream is to be a game show host. Wow, that's, that's a really cool dream, Clyde. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be. So I mean, that's fun. serious. That's really cool. I think a lot of people like. I've, you're the first person I've ever heard say they want to host a game show, but game shows are cool. I watched the ball drop game the other night, and I was like, "This is cool." Yeah, it's just it's like uh and like for your jokes, like you can't miss, you know, because people are just doing no, they're random. layups. Oh, they're layups. Yeah, just just straight layups, and you're just there. Everyone loves you. It's just perfect. Yeah, no one's ever been like, oh, this game show host is problematic. Like, no one's ever said that. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, I don't know what I. I think I just want to make a living being funny. I think that's really just what it is for me. So so you so you'd be fine with no one really knows you. But you're you're making money off comedy. Say you're say you're open. I would like to be able to live and be able to be respected by the comedians I admire. That would be that would be ideal for me. Obviously, everybody wants to wants to go on theater tours and everybody wants to, you know, sell out things or maybe be featured here and there. But like I like to have semi realistic goals. I guess it's the pessimist in me. But like, yeah, I mean, that'd be fine. I've already like I've sacrificed stuff to make way like i've broken up with girls i've i've decided i don't want to do certain jobs like you know i didn't try as hard in school because i wanted to focus on the jokes like you know it's really what it's about for me is being funny yeah no i i i understand i i actually sacrificed like everything don't know how, don't know how i feel about it and i'm, and I'm doing it again here soon it, it is cool to see people uh like yourself just really like Lay it on the line. It's like, bro, you have one life. Just do it. Just like do that. But but it's scary though because you know we could uh, we could get a job and have a happy life, where instead we're setting ourselves up for which could be ultimate failure. Setting yourself up for a lifetime of just criticism from strangers is essentially what it is. Um, <laughs> I, I think to myself a lot when I see my friends, you know, they're, you know, now they're on to maybe their second job out of college and whatnot. And it's just like, man, they have a pretty nice life. They have a car, they have a home, they work in an accounting firm. And it's like, I could have 
I if I wanted to, but I don't think it was ever in the cards for me to do that. Like even from the jump, I was in elementary school. I was more worried about being the being the funny one in class than than doing math. Like I just think about the other day, you just you get you can go to a you go to a new like when you're on tour, like you go home and then from Thursday to Sunday you're out doing what you love in a different city. Right, seven. So you do a seven o'clock show and a then a nine o'clock show or a ten o'clock show. There it is. It's like. I got, I, I got to see some really good comics when I was in Philly too. It was, it was really cool to see. I'm a big fan. He's like on the rise, but I'm a big fan of Reggie Conquest. I think that guy's awesome. Reggie Conquest. I never heard of him. Is he a Philly guy? He is a Philly guy and he is hilarious. He has a lunch. He has this story about how he worked in a school and he was a lunch lady. Oh my God. It's, it's killer. I've heard it like three or four times. It kills me every time. I think he was on a TV show on HBO recently too. I'm not sure which one, but yeah, he's, he's a rising star. You got to catch him. He's good. Are, are you scared of the future of comedy? Uh, what do you mean? And what con? And like what per se? Like, do you think it's like uh, dying down since uh, you know people are watching less TV stuff like that? I think televised comedy is kind of like dying, and everything's obviously is going digital. Um, it does bother me that, and this is really dumb that it bothers me, but like, I feel like it obviously it matters more right now to make a good video than it does to have a good set, because like that's what people will consume. Like, more people will be able to consume the video especially right now during quarantine than be able to see your set but i I mean i just like the old school stand-up man like that's just that's just what i like and you know i'm not gonna hate anybody for being like i'm not gonna hate anybody for saying they're a comic and doing comedy sketches on youtube that's great yeah i guess you're a comedian in that sense but like to me a stand-up comedian is like what a comedian is and i know i have a flawed look at that but that's just how it works for me yeah no that's perfect You're, you're you're a really smart dude well thank you clyde that Oh, warms my heart, my friend. That's really sweet of you to say. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. I, what do you think? Well, okay, well, what do you think about modern comedy? Do you think uh, traditional stand-up is going by the wayside? Do you think it's uh, dwindling? Some sometimes I sometimes I think that, but then I like I just some people don't really know about comedy. You know, like uh, for mm-hmm. instance, for instance, in in my town. There's there's no comedy here ever, right? So oh, likewise, same with me. Yeah. So I throw I throw a show here, and like I'm not really sure how it's gonna go. And then 50 people come up, and they have the time of their lives, you know. Yeah. So that's that's like, what it's about, man. Yeah, it it really is. It just once once I realized that I didn't care where I go with it, and that I just want to do it, it helped me out a lot. This is the first conversation I've had. I've had like funny friends on here. This is the first conversation I've had with a real comic, and I want, like I said, I told you, I think off air, how I just like want to get more funny people on here because like I can hear it in your voice as well. Like we just genuinely love talking about this art form. It's like the best. I mean, I have no other words to describe it. It's a, it's a fraternity. I would love, dude, I'm not going to lie. I would literally get the word comedian branded on my calf like I'm in Pike if it meant I could be a comedian. Yeah. We are comedians. Were you, were you in a fraternity at WU? No. I went to a frat party once, and I was like, yeah, uh-huh. these, these dudes should all be in jail. And then I, <laughs> and then I, I, I went to a couple of frat parties, right, uh, and I was very fortunate enough. Like, I was friends with a couple girls that always got in, and they were like, he's with me. And then, like, once we got in, they'd be like, all right, bye, Franklin. I'm like, thank you for letting me in here. All right, I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> you seem like uh, you seem like the dude that uh, – you seem like you kill uh, Halloween costumes. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm actually, uh, I want to be really good at him, but like I'm bad and all of mine are like, I need another person to do it with me and I just can never get, like I've wanted to be Hull and Oates for the past five Halloweens and I can't get anyone to be the blonde guy. <laughs> wait, wait, so you're going is, to, wait, isn't there a black guy? No, 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 he's not black. He, he looks like me, except he has a mustache. Oh, okay. You know I what I'm talking know. about? I think it's Oats. Is that Oats? I, I don't know. know. If you were, uh... Yo, yeah, that guy's definitely black, bro. No, no, Daryl <laughs> Oats is not black, bro. You're nah, lying nah, to yeah. me. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at him. His skin's white, but that Jerry curl and the way he sings and that mustache. <laughs> the Jerry uh, curl. Uh, we, yeah, we, we, we claim him. That's, he's our, that's, uh, that's straight 1985 Jerry curl. He's got the spray bottle. He knows what he's doing. Yo, his name's. Uh, wait, no, okay. His, oh, never mind. His name's John. Never mind. Y'all got him. <laughs> there's, there's a, John Henry's black. Is that a real person or was that a story? John Henry? Yeah. Nah, you know. Hold on. Did they not look. teach John Henry in Pennsylvania schools? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is uh, Ruben Stutter. <laughs> Ruben. No, Ruben, Ruben is definitely a black name. Ruben's definitely a black name. <laughs> no, yeah. Ruben that is, guy, yo, the American Idol used to be like, that was must see television. American, oh yeah, yeah, that was, oh man, the first, the, the tryouts, it was amazing, but yeah, I'm looking at, yeah, oh. this John, John Henry was the railroad guy, right? Yep. Yeah, he was white. Is it, is it a real person? Yeah. Or is it a story? It's, it's a story, but you can't, when those stories get too far back, you don't know what's going on, it's probably, probably That's a good bad, point, that is a probably, good point. His name was John Henry. He's probably a bad white guy. And they were like, they wrote a story about it. Like, yeah, actually, matter of fact, we're going to make him black. <laughs> <laughs> the editor was like, the editor was like this, this would be a better book if he was black. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Never, yeah. No, they'd be like, oh, yeah, no white person could beat a steam engine, but like we could definitely make a black person do it. Yeah. yeah. His name was John. I think that's what the story was. I think he just beat, I think he beat like a train or something. I don't know what the story is. Anyways, but yeah, Ruben stuttered one. And then White America was up in arms that Clay Aiken didn't win. Remember Clay Aiken? Yeah, Clay Aiken was fire. He was, so yeah, Ruben won that same year, right? I think so. I was team Ruben. My mom was team Clay. It was a very torn household. I hated when Ruben stutter was out because like, like back, like, so at one point in my life, I was 300 pounds, right? No kidding. Yeah, well, congratulations, so, man. You look great. Jesus. Thank you. But when Ruben Stutter was out, I was like, no. Every week, I was like, please get eliminated and because like, I would go to school. But, <laughs> be like, like, Kyle, you're fat as shit. you like, Ruben Stutter. I would just be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You just didn't want the jokes. You just didn't want no. the secondhand burn. Yeah, yeah I, needed them to, I needed them to get out. I still get it sometimes, but. Man, that's a throwback, man. Uh, I've been, I've been. I love just that mid two thousands pop culture. I mean, there's nothing like it. I mean, TMZ's all over the place. We're finally like, it's the first time like we're kind of glorifying celebrities because we're seeing pictures of them like walking around drunk, Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, and stuff like that. Like, oh my god, that era was awesome, and the music's undefeated too. Oh my god, so good. I was listening to the Backstreet Boys the other day. I was like, yo, this shit is fire. Uh, Nelly Furtado mean anything to you? Oh my. God, I just listened to a Nelly Furtado song just the other day. Yeah. I love that. I love, yeah. like, like skate, Skater Boy. <laughs> oh, Avril Lavigne? Yeah. Sure. But I still, when that Nelly Furtado and uh, Timbaland Promiscuous comes on, my shoulder starts rolling. I start doing oh. a little shoulder roll. <laughs> yeah, Promiscuous, girl. I'd pay, I'd pay to see that. <gasps> I'd pay to Wherever see that. Wherever you are, babe. 
been all alone. Oh my, yeah. My my closing joke is actually uh uh it ends with singing Stacy's mom kills. Absolutely. Oh yeah, what do you I mean you don't have to you don't have to do the you don't have to do the whole bit, but like what do you what's the premise? The premise is uh basically uh you know a underground like uh it's like slave songs. Oh uh-huh, yeah. You know, like slaves, like slave, like Negro spirituals. Yeah, basically, the joke gets to the point where Stacy's mom is the white people's Negro spiritual. It's great. It's it's that's pretty good, man. That's I mean, you you got some good stuff, man. I I I'm too big of a wussy to give you any of my new ideas because I don't want you to be like, yeah, Frank. That's uh, you know what? You should probably just stop after this episode. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, but yo, I've seen people in in New York. I've seen people go up on stage, and I'm like, yo, this dude is the worst dude I've ever seen. And then yeah. four months later, absolutely killing it. I've seen that at least five times. So yeah, so it doesn't matter. But like, uh, so, sorry, I just got. I think I give you this premise real quick. Uh, the because uh, we were talking about two thousand songs. So I got. I just started it. It's like, uh, you know, you know what's worse than COVID? What do you got? Bad DJs. Uh huh. <laughs> Like, like it's crazy. Like when DJs start running out of songs around like nine thirty, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, like after after they play back that ass up, like <laughs> it just all all goes downhill from that. Like there's no going up <laughs> from there. Like if they play that, if they play that too early, then it's done. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't play. So, you can't so, play so, that. So. Like you're gonna have to tease that maybe like as a little like sidetrack, and then be like, yeah, we're closing with this. Yeah, so like I'm gonna like sing a couple. Like I'm gonna like take them. I'm gonna take through like a progression of uh, you know, different songs, and I get to that point, and then like maybe you know he plays back that ass up, and then everyone's like looking at the DJ. What are you gonna play next? And he's like getting nervous because he knows he has nowhere to go, <laughs> so he plays it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. The only like rap joke I had is uh, Akon's. What was that Akon? I loved Akon. What was that Akon song? Uh. Smack that. He had that song, uh, Smack That. Yeah. I I, tur- I said Akon was light years ahead of the Me Too movement because uh, Smack That is an all-time consent anthem. And then it, because it's like, <laughs> he said something like, uh, like he goes, and possibly bend you over and turn around and watch me smack that. He's like, possibly. <laughs> if you're cool with it. If not, it's okay. I'm just saying possibly bend you yeah. over. And there's a whole bunch of stuff too that like uh, I break down. But like I, I read, somebody said it was hacky to break down rap music like that and so i just i think i burned that joke listen whoever told you that is stupid because the best thing the when when a white person talks about rap music in a black crowd yo destroys well i I, i'm not kidding you the last mic i did was in like november i guess and there was like four or five black people in a crowd it was in west virginia and everyone all the white people were just like oh boy but like the black people were like slamming the fist on the table they were dying it felt good it felt really good yo yeah that's that's how it is if if you're if you're good they'll love you and if you're not they'll they'll i had a i had someone come out come to me after a set and was like it's okay sweetie oh sweetie <laughs> would you rather be called sweetie sugar or baby oh sweetie sugar the baby oh man probably sugar i guess really none of them but it's definitely not sweetie anything but sweetie 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 hurts sweetie hurts if she said it's okay sugar i would think that she was just like consoling me she believes in me but that time she knows i sucked yeah yeah she that that really that really got me going i came back the next week and i was like yo i'm 
not letting this happen again. <laughs> Wrote all week. Bomb. That shit was oh, crazy. No one's calling me sweetie tonight. <laughs> Came back the same lady was like, it'll be get better next time, sugar. <laughs> That's a good callback, Clyde. That was really good. Is there anything? We've been doing this an hour. This is the longest episode we had, so uh, congratulations to you on that honor. But is there anything that you would like to promote or anything that you would like to say? Yeah, just, you know, follow me on Instagram, Clyde Mac. Follow me on Twitter, Clyde Mac. Don't follow me on Facebook because yeah, people don't like you. Yeah, I don't use Snapchat. Snapchat's <laughs> dead, too. Don't follow me on that. Tumblr, you can follow me. No, I'm just kidding. Um... Uh no, your name's not Clyde not, Mac not. on on Twitter. It's like Cleasy Bop Junior or something. Oh yeah, it's Cleasy Bop Junior. Yeah, but I think it will, I think if you put Clyde Mac, it will come up though. So I mean, that's a stage name. That's not the real name, but that's a really good name. Clyde Mac. Yeah, is that the real name? No, Clyde McAllister is my name. Yeah, Clyde Mac. Clyde long. Mac's good. Clyde Mac's good. Yeah, but it was it was it was nice talking to you. We kind of got off side side track, but to be honest, um, uh. Like, uh, I'm not really good at, like, uh, holding long conversations, so this is, like, good practice for me, and I appreciate you having me on. Clyde, I can't, I thank you from the middle of my heart. I'm being genuine right here. You've been very kind to me, and uh, you were nice enough to get on this show, and like I said, if you've got any funny friends, please bring them. I'm dying over here. Last month's ratings sucked. Um, So, thank you very much, Clyde. Uh, I would like to consider you a friend now. Uh, Hopefully, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon and all that jazz, but... Remember to follow him at, at Clyde Mac on Instagram. He's got a great Instagram story. He produces content all the time, funny raps, jokes, skits, all that stuff. Um, so make sure to follow me on at Franco's World underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, hope you all are having a great day and uh, stay safe. I'll see you when I see you and peace.